everybody. This is Elizabeth McIrvin, and this is my podcast, Mystery in the Radio Waves. This is a podcast where I have actors revive classic radio plays from the 1930s to the 1970s. Radio plays were definitely the precursor before television and movies got popular. If you listen to radio plays or you read radio plays, you'll definitely recognize that a lot of stories that came from this time period definitely revived into other stuff that we know today. I'm picking out a play right now for our live show, which is October 30th, 6.30 to 7.30 at the Clubhouse Theater in Los Angeles. And I found this one that's fucking great. It's a sci-fi one. It takes place in the future. It's basically The Purge. And I'm like, this guy who wrote The Purge, I am like 100% sure that this motherfucker read this play. If he didn't, insane coincidence. So it's definitely an interesting part of history if you're interested in learning about movies and television and the origin of stuff. And then we take the play and we turn it into a comedic parody that is fully improvised. And I just want to stress this because I feel like it's a fact that kind of slips through the cracks a little bit and people don't recognize like the parody is completely improvised. Like The comedians listen to the play for the first time. They're not giving it beforehand. They're not allowed to write jokes beforehand. Everything that they're saying is just completely off the top of their heads right then and there. And actually, I'm totally impressed about how much people are able to remember and how much people are able to turn this stuff into something so hilarious. This episode is an all-female episode all female actors, all female improvisers and comedians. I really wanted to do one of these episodes for a while and I think it ended up really, really fun and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. I had some amazing people on it. also want to say uh, I should be saying this at the beginning of my podcast because a lot of other podcasts that I listen to give a listener discretion or like adult content only um, and I feel like I should say that um, because the the podcasts, uh, the parodies definitely end up a little dirty sometimes. Definitely meant for uh, just adults or very mature teenagers. I won't even say that. Just adults. I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I don't know how this works. I was particularly dirty in this episode. I don't know. Something just about being safe around women just brings out the dirty talk in me. So um, yeah, y'all have fun with that one. But anyways, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about this episode um, just because it has some interesting background information. So I wasn't really able to find the original date for this play. It doesn't have a lot of information available online except for on the actual series itself and not the individual episode. The series was called Easy Aces and it was an American radio comedy from 1930 to 1945 and it was about Goodman Ace and his wife Jane and little shenanigans that they would get into. Uh, But when I looked it up, it said that he had a mala prop prone wife. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And when you listen to the play, you will understand what this means. So I'm going to give you guys a little vocabulary lesson. Uh, Malopropism is the use of an incorrect word in a place of a word with a similar sound, resulting in a nonsensical, sometimes humorous utterance. An example is the statement by uh, baseball player Yogi Berra. Texas has a lot of electrical votes rather than electoral votes. So when Jane talks in this play, you will understand uh, why it is described this way. But then also I I digged a little bit further uh, because there was a lot of references to Freud in this play. And there's also something called a Freudian slip, also called parapraxis, is an error in speech, memory, or physical action that is interpreted as occurring due to interference of an unconscious, subdued wish or internal train of thought. So I think that explains why there are so many references to Freud and when 
Jane started to speak in this way in front of a psychologist. The psychologist uh, got very excited, but the play was uh, very silly and very fun to make a parody out of. I just want to give a shout out to all the amazing actresses that I had on this podcast that performed in the play. Ace was played by Yulia Kirilova. Jane was played by Xenia LeBlanc, and you can see her as the young red on Orange is the New Black. She is such a sweet person and I love her voice on this podcast. It turned out so great. I have to have her back. Um, Sasha Evans as Margaret. Dr. Montel is played by Fernanda Perez. I play the mother and Yvonne Reagan does the announcer and the commercial at the beginning and Annie Bond plays the nurse. The improvisers for the comedic parody are uh, Dickie Copeland. Dickie was such a great special guest. Oh my god, she was absolutely amazing. She just lit up the room and made the episode a million times better than it would have been without her. Oh my god, I loved it so much. Thank you, Dickie, for being amazing. She is part of the United Citizens Brigade house team, The Dragons, which for a very long time was on Herald Night, but now they are going to be performing every Saturday night at 10.30 at UCB Sunset, and they're going to do a lot of great things, and they're Everyone on that team is fucking amazing and talented and funny, and you guys have to go check them out. The other special guest that I had is Jane Kim. You can find her doing a gazillion things at the Upright Citizens Brigade. Every time I look at her Facebook, she's just doing another show, and I'm just like, oh my god, this girl don't quit. But recently, she became one of the hosts of the Cage Match that is every Wednesday at 11 at UCB Franklin, so she's going to host that every week with two other people. She's also part of an indie team called Fashion Show at Lunch, which features another guest that we've had on this podcast, Mary Anthony. So they're in a team together. Uh, The other improvisers on the parody were uh, me playing Ace, uh, Jane actually plays Jane, Yulia plays Margaret, Dickie plays the doctor, Annie Bond plays a fantastic fantastic mother. Oh my god, it's so hilarious. You guys are gonna love it. Uh, Jessica Rogers does the announcer commercial and Fernanda Perez plays the nurse. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. We recorded two episodes that day, so there will be another all-female episode coming out next week, and I know you guys are gonna love it, and I'll see you next time. Bye! again for Easy Aces, starring Jane and Goodman Ace. Try Anison the next time you're in pain from uritis, urologia, and headache. Ask for Anison, spelled A-N-A-C-I-N, in tins of 12 and 30, and bottles of 50 and 100 tablets. <laughs> Well, I tried to stop her, but Jane insisted she had to go to a psychiatrist. After a week of visits and with a little rest and care, I'm happy to announce that the psychiatrist will be out in a few months. Psychoanalysis, you know, was developed by Freud late in the 19th century, but it never got popular until it was taken over by Fox in the 20th century. Jane's interest in the coach started the other day when she met on the street and they had a chat about psychoanalysis. Went something like this. Well, Mrs. Ace, good morning. Oh, hello, Mrs. Norris. Long face, no see. Yes. Where are you going, my dear? Just fine. Well, how have you been? Just up to the corner to match this material for a dress. <laughs> That's good. I hardly recognized you, Mrs. Norris. It's that sweater you're wearing, I guess. Oh, my sweater. Do you like it? 
You look stunned. My dear, I've never worn a sweater before I started going to my psychoanalysis. He told me my subconscious mind kept me from wearing it, and he made me get rid of my inhibitions. He did a good job on me, I can tell you that. Oh yes, he certainly fitted it well. His name is Dr. Montel. Dr. who? Montel? M-O-N-T-E-L. He adjusts all your mental conflicts. It's done wonders for me, my dear. Every night I offer up thanks for Freud. For who? Freud. F-R-E-U-D. He's the man who founded psychoanalysis. Oh, what Dr. Montel could do for you, my dear, he'll tell you everything that's on your mind. Well, all I have in my mind is this material I want to get matched for a dress. Oh, no. I mean on your subconscious mind. Things you don't even know about yourself. For instance, look at me and Jonathan. He's as a devoted a husband as you'll find anywhere. And still, in spite of all his devotion, it has left me. Shall I say apathetic? Last week, for instance, he said to me, Margaret, he said, you're certainly looking well. It was then I realized I had to go see a psychoanalyst. Because my subconscious mind said to me, yes, he thinks you look well now, but how long will he think you look well? That's when I went to see Dr. Montel. And what he's done for me, he told me what makes me tick. My dear, you simply must go to him at once. First, I have to get this material matched for a dress. Oh, I, I don't mean this minute. You'll have to make an appointment. He's so busy and so handsome. You can see what he's done for my mental conflicts. Yes, you're so cheerful and so ravenous looking in that sweater. Maybe I'll go. Tell him I sent you. Do you remember the name? Oh, sure. Mr. Norris. No, I mean the doctor's name. Oh, yes! Freud? All through dinner that evening, I noticed there was something on Jane's, if you'll pardon the four-letter word, mind. <laughs> and after dinner, she sat there staring into space. So I sat there staring into space. We stared into each other's space. And finally she said, Dear, how do I look to you? Vapid? Yes, but how long will I look that way? <laughs> well, um, according to insurance statistics, your life expectancy is about... No, no, you're getting off the subject. Do I, do I look good to you? That's what I want to know. Now, come on. I want your candied opinion. My candied opinion <laughs> is that you look very sweet. Oh, my. I've got it, too. I beg your pardon? What have you got? Mental conflicts. M-E-N-T-A-L. What are you talking about? I'm going to a, a psychoanalyst first thing in the morning. To a psychoanalyst? Jane, you amaze me. Not now, dear. Let me tell you why I decided to go to him. This morning, I ran into Mrs. Norris. Hard, I trust. She told me she's been going to him, and you should see what he's done for her. She's wearing a sweater. She went to a psychiatrist so she could wear a... She got rid of all her exhibitions. <laughs> Not in a sweater, she didn't. Just now, when you said to me how wonderful I look, it left me, shall I say... Apathetic. Apathetic? A-P-A-T... Will you stop spelling at me? I know apathetic. And you're not going to a psychiatrist. He doesn't give you a medicine, you know. I know. I tell him what's on my mind, and he tells me what's on my mind. Jane, he wouldn't have a target. Don't you understand, dear? When you told me just now, I look wonderful, and I felt, shall I say, apathetic, that means something? It means you look wonderful. Yes, but how long will you think I look wonderful? How long? See, even you're beginning to wonder. No, I'm not, Jane. We have no money to throw away on foolishness like that. They're expensive. Yes, but look what he does for you. He told Mrs. Norris all about herself, told her what makes her thick. And she is. <laughs> Jane, if you go to this guy, you'll wind up in a straight jacket. <laughs> Well, if he fits it for me as well as he did her sweater. <laughs> so the next morning, Jane got up bright and early and went to see the psychoanalyst. The doctor was ready for her with a pencil and a couch. Mm, and you say Mrs. Norris sent you to see me? Yes, she did, Dr. Montel. Mrs. Norris. Oh, yes. She had a deep-seated neurosis. 
Will people permit their neurosis to become so deep-seated if they would only come to me earlier? Well, you said 11.30, Dr. Mantel. <laughs> Mrs. Ace, for your first visit, I'll take your case history. Are you comfortable on that couch? Oh, this is fine, thank you. I like your office. Everything Mrs. Norris told me about you is certainly true, Dr. Mantel. She said you were handsome. Really? Uh, well, now I... Uh, and may I return the compliment and say I think you're handsome too? Enough about the doctor. Let's get to the patient. Tell me about yourself, Mrs. Ace. Well, I wouldn't say I'm handsome exactly, um, but my husband thinks I... Let's not discuss your husband for our first visit. Let's stick to you. <laughs> Tell me, how do you feel? Generally, I mean. Well, physically? Um, if you'll pardon the expression, I feel fine. But it's the mental conflicts that get me. What mental conflicts? Like, when my husband said last night that I look wonderful, my, my unconscious said, how long will I look that way? Aha! Uh -huh. Aha! Uh -huh. Something on the order of Mrs. Norris' anxiety neurosis. Well, um, I see I'll have to prescribe for you, the same as I did for her. Yes, I guess so. Except that I want a much smaller size than she has. What? What what? Uh, Mrs. Ace, tell me, how long have you had these thoughts when someone compliments you on your appearance? Since I saw Mrs. Norris yesterday. Oh, then I'm sure yours is a mild case and I can cure you in this one visit. But if I'm always going to say how long to myself... You won't always say that. I'm sure you won't, Mrs. Ace. I think you're a very charming woman. <laughs> well, thank you, Dr. Mantel. I guess it's this new blouse I'm wearing. There you see. You accepted my flattery without a single thought to the contrary passing through your mind. Yes, sir. I did. You're cured, Mrs. Ace. It was a simple case. You don't need a psychoanalyst. But I'm glad you got here when you did. Most people wait until it's too late. Well, I'm glad I got here at the <laughs> psychopathic moment. You got here at what moment? The psychopathic moment. Psychopathic? Yes. Well, goodbye, doctor. Um, how much do I owe? No, no. Just a moment. Lie back down, please. What happened? Say that again. You got here when? Say it. Dr. Mantel, you're, you're scaring me. You're, you're getting my bearings bowled up. Getting your what? Doctor, let me up. You're, you're making a mountain out of Mohammed. A mountain out of Mohammed? <laughs> Is something wrong? Lie back, Mrs. Ace. Your most interesting case. <laughs> I am. Huh? I had a tuition there was going to be a trouble in the offering. Tuition? Mm, offering? <laughs> oh, most interesting, Mrs. Ace. There is some force at work on your mind, which telegraphs twisted and hastily visualized words to your tongue. What is that force? That's what I want to find out. In the interest of research, would you come to me for an hour every day and tell me the story of your life? From as far back as you can remember? Just one hour every day. Will you come? Sure, if you think I have to. Yes, yes. Very interesting case. We'll have our first hour now. Lie back. Mrs. Ace, tell me the story of your life from as far back as you can remember. Well, let me see. I'll start with my five years in high school. Four years, Mrs. Ace. Not me, doctor. That night, I refused to listen to anything Jane had to say about her visit to the psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. But Jane found an interested audience in her mother, who is now living with us. And I have to tell you about Jane's poor mother. She's in the last stages of a big appetite. She's been to every doctor in New York, including one veterinarian in Flushing. That was the day she said she was sick as a dog. And she takes dozens of different medicines. There is one medicine she takes every hour on the hour. So when Jane mentioned having gone to a doctor, her mother looked up quickly and said. It sounds exciting, Jeannie. Did he give you a prescription? No, mother. He's not like the doctors that give you medicine or take x-rays. <laughs> what kind of doctor is that? He's a psychoanalyst. He cures the mental conflicts and he makes you happy. Well, if that makes you happy to be happy, be happy. Personally, any doctor who won't give you medicine is a fraud. That's right. F-R-E-U-D. He tells me what's on my mind. He, he can see right into my brain. <laughs> Dear, how you stop that? I didn't say anything. Well, I don't like your attitude about this whole thing. Stay out of this. I don't like your spending money 
on psychoanalysis. Money? After all, what is money for if not to spend on doctors? I always say it's better to be well for one day than sick for two weeks. I'm not sick, mother. Look, here's the whole thing in a nut house. Just tell me about the doctor, Janie. He sounds very interesting. A good question, mother. And the answer is, he certainly is. And the handsomest you ever saw with an office to match. Tall, dark, brown hair. I've always wanted a tall office with dark brown hair. And when he smiles, oh boy. No teeth? Dear, what did I tell you? You said stay out of it. We'll do it. Where was I? Uh, the doctor, Janie. Does he have a regular doctor's office? Oh, sure. Like every doctor's office. Young nurse, old magazines. And you have to lie back on the couch and he has there and then and, and, and talk to him. There's a table on either side of the couch. On one table, cigars, and on the other, cigarettes. And he says to me, lie down and relapse, so I did. And he said, I want you to tell me the story of your life from as far back as you can remember. You can smoke if you want to, he said. So I took a cigar and started to talk. Took a cigar? It's in my bag. I'll give it to you later. Oh, for me. You see, I'm always thinking about you, and you sit there making sarcastic remarks. So, uh, what did you talk to him about? Did you tell him where it hurts you? Oh, no, mother. I told him about what I did when I was in high school. It wasn't very interesting. He yawned a couple of times. But I can take a hint. So tomorrow when I go, I'm going to make up a story to tell him. Make up a story? Well, I'm certainly not going to sit there boring him for a full hour every day. So tomorrow, I'm going to make up a story out of whole wheat. He said, it's a good thing I went to him early as I did. Most people wait until it's too late. Like Mrs. Norris, for instance. Do you want me to become deep-seated like Miss Norris? Uh, no, Jane, that I don't. Well, this Friday, the day Jane hurried down to the psychoanalyst's office to continue telling him the story of her life. Only she noticed he yawned through most of the story she told him yesterday. So today, she has made up a lot of exciting things that didn't happen to hold his interest. This is the day which will set back psychoanalysis 25 years, one which became known in medical circles as Black Friday. That's it, Mrs. Ace. Just lie back and relax and we'll take up where we left off yesterday. I hope we can do as well today as we did during our first hour. Oh, this is going to be a thriller-diller, Dr. Mantel. Yes, let's take it from after your high school graduation. Yes, um, well, sir, doctor, oh, you're going to like this. It was the summer I graduated. The heat was on. And we were driving home from a party. Sally Anderson and I and two fellows. The fellows she was with later left town. The fellow I was with later became Mr. Ace, my husband. You see, Sally and I, I always double dated. We've been insufferable friends for years. Insufferable, haha. <laughs> oh yes, always together like a couple of Simonized twins. Simonized, yes, go on. Yes, sir. <laughs> Well, uh, we were in the car, and one of the boys was driving, the one in front. I was in front with him. Sally was in back with the other one. We were singing and laughing, shine on harvest moon. You know how school kids are? Full face and fancy free. Full face? Uh-huh. Yes, you know, just out for a good time. Not wild or anything like that. Or would you prefer wild? What's that? No, I guess you wouldn't. Well, we were driving along when alongside our car came another car. And in that car was another boy I used to go with. And he was jealous that I was out with Mr. Ace, who later became my husband. So I leaned over to Sally in the front seat and I said, Isn't that Roy? And she said... Just a moment, Mrs. Ace. You said before you were in the front seat? Did I? Uh, well, she leaned over to me in the front seat and I said, Isn't that Roy? Is that better? Yes, I believe it is. And Sally said, Yes, I believe it is. <laughs> well, Roy was so mad I was out with Mr. Ace, who later became my husband, that he, he was watching where he was driving and he almost bumped into us. Uh, he looked kind of wild, almost Bismarck, you might say. Uh-huh. 
Aha! So, Mr. Ace, the one who later became my husband, started to drive faster to get away from him. And pretty soon we were both going so fast. Well, I'll tell you how fast we were going. We were 12 miles from town and would you believe we made it in eight miles? You, you made it in eight miles? Eight miles if I'm a day. And then to clap the climax, we finally suddenly heard the whistle of a train coming around the hill. Oh, I, I forgot to tell you there was a hill around the bend uh, and we had to cross the tracks. Um, but, but, but there we were, going like bats out of a belfry. Belfry, yes. We were going so fast we couldn't stop and the train was going even faster. We couldn't hear the train whistle. Woohoo! Woo! We all knew this could be the end. Well, <laughs> goodbye, doctor. I'll see you tomorrow. Wait a minute. <laughs> what happened? Uh, my, my hour's up, doctor. To be continued tomorrow. Well, the story Jane made up out of how we turned out to be a serial. Uh, While Dr. Montel was hurrying over to see his psychoanalyst, Joanne rushed home to tell her mother and me what had happened over second visit to the good doctor's office. Well, dear, he didn't yawn today. I told him a story about being in a car with you, who later became Mr. Ace, my husband. I told him the train was coming around the hill and it looked like it was going to hit the car when I stopped. You could have knocked him over with a fender. You mean to say you told him the story up to that point and walked out? Well, I haven't figured out the finish yet. Isn't that awful? But Janie, I don't understand. Didn't the doctor even examine you for bruises you might have gotten in the accident with the train? Oh no, mother. You don't understand. He isn't that kind of a doctor. He's a doctor for mental conflicts. Mental conflicts? I never had those, Janie. Is it anything like dizzy spells? Oh no. Mental conflicts. It's for people who worry. Worry. Who doesn't worry? Except my sister, your Aunt Wilma. She used to worry all the time. And then one day she decided to stop worrying. And overnight, her hair turned brown. Mother, maybe you better come with me to see Dr. Montel. <laughs> I lost track here. Jane, you're not going back there tomorrow. Oh, I have to go back. I have to figure out a finish for that story and tell it to him. Wait a minute. Tomorrow I can't go. I took some material to the dressmaker the other day. I have to go for a fitting. Um, dear? What? You'll have to go in my place. <laughs> you want me to go to be psychoanalyzed in your place? Unless you want to go up in my place for the dressmaker for a fitting. Uh, yes, I will go, Jane. Um, I want to visit that doctor. Maybe I can help him. The next morning, I went to see Dr. Montel. His office was just as Jane had described it, tall, dark, and brown. I was greeted by a nurse in a short leather seat at a desk. Good morning. May I help you? I want to see Dr. Montel. Do you have an appointment? Yes, 11 o'clock. What's the name? Uh, Mrs. Ace. Oh, yes, I have it in my book right here. Mrs. Ace? Yes, Jane Ace. Oh, to be sure. Well, the doctor will see you in a minute. Won't you have a chair, Mrs. Ace? Uh, no, no, uh, you don't understand. Oh, well, um, yes, thank you. I'll sit right there. No, no, not here. Over there against the wall. That's it, Mrs. Ace. Just relax. The doctor will be with you in a moment. Don't get excited. Don't be nervous. Everything's going to be all right. I'm not excited. I'm not nervous. That's right. Just relax. The doctor will buzz you when he's ready for you. Thank you. Haha, <laughs> yes. Haha, <laughs> yes. Well, you're looking well today, Mrs. Ace. It's just the makeup. Pancake? Well, no, thank you. I just had breakfast. <laughs> Would you like to look at this magazine? Well, yes, I don't mind. No, 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 don't get up. I'll slide it over to you across. <laughs> no, no, don't get up. I'll slide it over to you. <laughs> Are you okay? Yes, I just need to slide this ladies' home journal across the floor. Oh, thank you. Oh, the ladies' home journal, yes. Yes, there are lovely new dress designs in this month's issue. That reminds me, I wonder how I'm making out with that dress I'm having fitted over at the dressmakers. You're having a fitting at the dressmakers later on, Mrs. Ace? 
No, I'm over there being fitted now. I have to go to the dressmaker for everything. I just simply can't find my size in ready-mades, even hose. I have to have them made special. Me too, Mrs. Ace. Yeah. And the nylons they sell you these days. This morning, I put on a brand new pair of nylons, and no sooner did I get here when I got a run all the way up to here. Really? Up to where? Look, Mrs. Ace, all the way up to... Oh, the doctor will see you now, Mrs. Ace. Now he sees me. Uh, this is uh, psychoanalysis? Go right in. Thank you. It's been nice almost seeing you. Remember me to Mr. Ace. Come, come in, Mrs. Ace. <clears throat> well, I'm happy to... Who are you? Uh, I'm Mr. Ace. Oh, you're the one who later became Mr. Ace. Yes, I am Mr. Ace. She could make it today. Oh, no, I was hoping she would come. I've been on pins and cushions since she left here. I've been going bismarck. Bismarck? I've been trying to write a paper on her history, but my bearings are all balled up. Oh, brother. Even my wife can understand what's happened to me. And we've been insufferable companions for years. Look, doctor, I don't want my wife coming here anymore. Not come here anymore? She built this story up to the psychopathic moment, and then she walked out. She's got to tell me what happened. You are in the car. You can tell me. You are speeding along in your car. The train was coming around the hill. Woo-hoo! You couldn't stop. What happened? We were killed. Oh, thank you, Mr. Ace. Thank goodness. You took a load off my mind. Look, doctor. Interesting case. Lie down, Mr. Ace. Me? Very interesting. Now I want you to tell me the story of your life from as far back as you can remember. Well, I was born in a Wild West show at the age of three. Uh-huh. That doctor will never forget that hour. If he leaves to be 12 years old, I fix his wagon because the very next day in his office... That's right. Just lie back comfortably and relax. Now, I want you to continue the story from where we left off. Well, Doc, after, after we got, got out of the, the train wreck, the boy I decided who to later become... became Mr. Ace, my husband. Dear, please, you're, you're, you're pushing me off the couch. Well, move over, Jane. I gotta have some room. Move up a little. The palms of your feet are hanging over the end of the couch. I can't move over. You're pushing me a little. Over, uh, you push over a little. I can't. There's no room. Well, somebody's gonna move. All right, children, if it makes you happy for me to move, I'll move. Easy Aces are brought to you by the makers of Anison. The remarkable tablets that give effective and fast relief from pains due to headache, neuralgia, and neuritis. Anison is like a doctor's prescription. That is, it's a combination of medically proven and highly regarded ingredients, not just one. And you know a doctor's prescription usually contains more than one ingredient. That's why your dentist or physician, at some time or another, may have given you an envelope containing anison tablets. So the next time you're in pain from a headache, neuralgia, and neuritis, remember anison. A-N-A-C-I-N. In tins of 12 and 30, and bottles of 50 and 100 tablets at any drugstore. Join us again Saturday night when the makers of Anison bring you another visit with Jane and Goodman Ace, the Easy Aces. That was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I, 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 I need to make up a story of whole wheat. Yeah. <laughs> so much going on. Like, I know, so much. I know. So much Easy Aces is brought to you by Lady Pain Away. You feeling pain in your body, feeling like a crazy woman? It's brought to you by Lady Pain Away. It's like pampering, except it has cocaine. So now you have energy and your body doesn't hurt you. Your doctor may prescribe it for you if she thinks you're crazy. You're a woman, so probably you are crazy. Take Lady Pain Away. Oh, my my girlfriend Jane. I I love her so, but um 
she just keeps talking about going to see a psychoanalyst and I don't I don't know how quite I feel about it. I'm I don't know. It's it's been a few months and she keeps talking about Freud and I don't know. I always thought Freud was like widely discredited. Like I just I thought really like everybody does not believe anything he says and he's a crock, but um apparently he's not. I'm well, how are you? I'm very, very amazing. Can't you tell? Oh my god, you're glowing. You have a glow oh, I about know. You. Please keep going. Your your dress is fitted perfectly. Your hair is just quaffed to the tens. And your eyes are glimmering. Oh my god, okay, you can stop. I gotta tell you something. It's not just me. What? What is it? Oh my god, there's this guy. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. Tell oh me. my god. I can't wait. So, um, he's actually like a doctor. A, yeah. A he fixed me. He fixed you? Yeah. Yeah, he did. So basically, he's like this. What is this guy from like, I don't know, his dad, like this um, Freud or something, you know, like he's like that. Freud? Yes. F R E U D. Oh my God. You're smart. Good for you. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, so this guy, I mean, he was, I guess, his teacher or something, you know, like, or like a mentor or something. But anyway, so this doctor, first of all, he's incredibly handsome. He's like hot, like really hot. Oh, my God. You should go. You should go just for this reason. But the second reason, it's like, you know, I've had so many troubles in my life. Like, for example, like Todd, my boyfriend, you know, like he tells me like, oh, yeah, you're cute. But, you know, like I'm thinking, am I? Like, am I cute? Am I really no, cute? No, shut up. You're cute. You're now so I cute. know, but that back in the days, you know, it's like, no, I'm not. He's lying. He's really lying. He's like looking at the other girls, you know, like now I know he's not. Like I'm amazing. But it's just because of this doctor. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like he fixed my brain. <laughs> well, now that I'm talking to you, Margaret, I'm starting to feel some mental conflicts of my own. Am I cute? Right? Right? Will uh, I be cute forever? Exactly. What will Ace think of me? Yeah, and that's what I'm going to tell you. No, you're not going to be cute forever. Jesus. If you, uh, yeah, yeah, you should go to him. You should go to him. And then maybe, you know, like if you're doing well, you're going to be cute forever. What's his name? Uh, Dr. Montel. Dr. M-O-N-T-E-L. Oh, good for you. You're fucking smart. Thank oh, my you. God. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. This doctor, Montel, just tell him you know Margaret, and he'll give you a good discount. Well, I have to talk to my husband about it. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Do that, I guess. I don't know. It's the 40s. I must. <laughs> right. Right. Do that. You know, I'm a little bit more, like, progressive in a way, but, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, good luck. Thank you. That evening, I, I could tell that Jane had something on her mind. She was just, like, hmm. staring off into... <laughs> nothing and then like I was staring off into nothing and then we were like both staring off into each other's nothings and there seemed to be something on her part in the expression brain dear yeah Jane Jane what's wrong what's going on with you I've got You've so weird. much on my brain I've got so many mental conflicts I don't know mental conflicts do you think I'm cute of course. Uh, you you are gorgeous. You are one fine ass motherfucker. For real. How long am I going to be fine ass for? <laughs> Tell me. Um, I mean, the way that I feel about you and the way that I love you, I feel like you're going to be a fine ass motherfucker for the rest of your life. So I don't know. I think you're lying to me. I think the world is lying to me. Who did you talk to today? It's none of your business. It's Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What did, it, what did she tell you? Well, she came to me, and she looked so hot. She looked Instagram ready. Uh-huh. And I was just <laughs> so agonized by how well she looked and the changes that she had. You could just see it in her face. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's plastic surgery. I don't know. <sighs> you know what? I... 
I really have seen that there there's an issue today where like people are comparing themselves to people on Instagram and you know what they take a lot of time taking those photos you know they take a lot of time putting that makeup on and posing and editing and you can't compare yourself to them I don't know I'm befuzzled <laughs> well um I mean, what did she tell you to do? You're not going to do anything crazy, are you? Well, she did talk about psychoanalysts. Okay. And she told me that I should see this tall, dark, and handsome man that's supposed to fix all of my problems mm. by the name of Montel. Mm-hmm. M-O-N-T-E-L. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tall, dark. I don't know about that. I don't, I'm kind of jealous. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I must go to him no matter how handsome he is. Um, do, you think, do you think we got money for that? I mean. Definitely not, but I want to go. Uh-huh. I mean, you could go, but I, I think you're fine just the way you are. Thank you. I'm internally ailing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Um, sorry I'm so late. Uh, women throw themselves at me constantly, so uh, my commute can be a little long. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your uh, jawline is so chiseled. Oh, yes. Uh, I know. I, I know. Uh, I'm very handsome. Uh, wow. So anyway. Wow, wow, wee, wow. <laughs> W-O-W-O-W-E-E. <laughs> Anyways, uh, would you like to... Um, Sit on the couch, perhaps. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, uh, can I offer you a cigar or a cigarette? I'm happy to slide them across the floor to you if you would like. Sure, I'll take one, but not for myself. I'm just going to put it in my purse. Oh, that's stealing, but great. Okay. Uh, now, uh, uh, can I ask, uh, uh, why are you here? <sighs> well, I feel that I must be psychoanalyzed psychoanalyzed because I'm feeling so unwell inside because I'm not sure if my if I think that I'm cute enough for my husband oh really mm-hmm. cute enough yes mm-hmm. well this sounds if like I'm something. a hot ass motherfucker enough for my husband oh my god your language <laughs> I haven't heard something like that since the, the war <laughs> Anyways, well, I'm sure I can fix you very quickly. Uh, five minutes tops, uh, no Thank big deal. You. I mean, your friend, you're friends with Mrs. Norris, right? Yes, she is my buddy. Oh, I gave her a very thick sweater, so <laughs> she looked fabulous in it. <laughs> Great. Uh, anyways, okay. Um, well, why don't you just uh, tell me your whole life story? Mm-hmm. <sighs> sure. I guess it begins with high school. Sometimes I feel that. You know, since high school, that I don't deserve my husband because my looks aren't up to par. Um, Okay, well, let me just tell you this conclusively. Uh, You're a smoking 10. You're hot. You're done. We're done here. Okay, I have got to Wait a minute. Yeah? I just just want to look at you a little bit longer. A little bit longer? (laughs) I'm sorry. Did you say... A little bit longer? I did say a little bit longer. Um, um, get back down on the couch. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm sorry. I don't mean to push you so hard. But, um, <laughs> but uh, okay, wait a minute. A little bit longer? Yes. Hmm. You know what? Tell me a little bit more about anything. <laughs> um, well, uh. Well, uh. Oh, oh Christ. I guess it begins with my childhood. Where's my pen? Where's my pen? You know, my mother, she's Nurse! very... She's Where's very, my pen? She's very overprotective of me. Oh, you know, shit she would of always you? Say, you know, your hair needs to be permed, and you need to be presentable, and, you know, you must find a nice male figure in your life, you know? I guess it starts with that. Okay, um, I'm sorry. Uh, you are... You, can you come every day for an hour? With that? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, you have a deep... Uh, I felt like I uh, told a very standard story of a woman <laughs> in her 40s you are agonized. <laughs> you are psycho-problematic. <laughs> psycho-problematic? Deeply, deep-set psycho-problematic. <laughs> That's a big word. <laughs> uh, at P-S-Y-C-H-O-P-R-O-B. 
L-E-M-I-T-E-C-I-K-I-M-O-I-M-O-S-U-E. <laughs> I think that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> That evening, uh, I just refused to talk to Jane about this whole appointment thing. I just, oh, I still can't believe that she that she went, and I and I still disapprove. I think she's fucking hot ass motherfucker. It doesn't need to be wasting her money on this crock of a doctor. Well, I don't know. I feel like I, you know, held his interest for a little bit, and then he made me sit down and said that he needed to analyze me for days on end. I'm your mother. I'm here as well. I've been having a Oh my a god, martini. mom, you scared the shit out of me. It's not my fault. Did you just come out of the closet? I was taking a nap. I was, I took, you know, I have doctors as well. They give me pills. Does he give pills? I would like more pills. I, I mean, he, you know, he had a poster for Anison. What kind wall. of pill is that? I have no idea. Mm. Nobody knows. It sounds yummy to me. Mom, sit down. If he doesn't give you pills, he's a fraud. A fraud? A fraud? F-R-E-U-D? Good, I'm glad you're still keeping up with your spelling lessons, sweetheart. You know, I'm sorry, can you stop spilling wine all over the carpet? I just, I just vacuumed it earlier. I just, I don't think you should be mixing it with the pills. I, I don't think it's... What do you know about mixing as a man? You've never mixed a cake, and I have made cakes. You put pills in them, and all the kids take a nap. We see her martini is salted with cocaine. (laughs) Do you ever think if you smell your martini a bit before you sip it, you get a burst of energy? It's lovely. Back to the pills. Tell me about the doctor. Does he have a jawline and pills? Well, he has a jawline, but he does not do prescriptions. Mm, fraud. <laughs> fraud. <laughs> fraud? <laughs> F-R-E-U-D? Wait, no, he just, you know, he sits and talks to you, and I feel like I'm not really sustaining his interest. Maybe I should come up with something a little more elaborate. You should be topless. I should be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mom. Excuse me. You I'm have sitting never straight me here. <laughs> Your jawline, keeping his interest, honey, I'm, Am I not enough for you? I, I don't know. This doctor says I must come in every single day and, you know, maybe it might lead to something else. I don't know. You know how, like, when you take your car into a car mechanic to get your oil changed and then the guy is like, hey, you got this and this and this wrong with your car, but mm-hmm. your car's been running fine the whole damn time. You know? Yeah. You know how that happens? Mm-hmm. That kind of sounds like what's happening right now. Like Did it. you ask him about car oil? Can you drink it? I've done it before. Mom, and it put made down, me feel nice. Put down the pens oil, please. We just, <laughs> we're just trying to have a conversation over dinner. I like to pour it on my arms, too. Okay, I think we're going to need to have to put her to bed soon. Back to the closet. <laughs> <laughs> she materializes through the door. <laughs> gonna go back to this guy are you really gonna see him every day i think i have to (sighs) okay well i just want to make it known that our relationship is going super well and i love you and if there's you're not listening to me (laughs) i'm mentally agonized i must talk to this man and maybe earn his romantic interest as well Oops, did I say that out loud? I just just love you so much. And I just, uh, (laughs) I think I need to You're crying like a little bitch. (laughs) I just love you so much. And this is just like bringing a lot up for me right now. I just, yeah, I feel like you're going to leave me for this doctor. Okay, I'm on my way over. Bye. Thanks for meeting me again, Doctor. Yeah, sorry, I meant to do it earlier. <laughs> I feel like you're avoiding me. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's just getting through the throngs of women is uh, tough. They faint and then I have to push my... Anyways, I know. okay, so you were telling me the psychoproblematic moment. Mm-hmm. I was so, telling you about my childhood and then into my high school days. and then, Right. You know, I didn't tell you about my double date with my friend. Uh, Tessa and I oh would God. always go on double dates, and that's how I met Ace. okay. And, you know, I was sitting in the front seat of a car. Oh, you were? 
Riding shotgun? I was riding shotgun, and we saw another human being on the right side. I think his name was Roy. Oh my god, okay. And then we heard a train choo choo. What choo choo? You heard a child's train. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, it was the Thomas the Tank Engine that oh, could do it. Well, okay. This is indicative of some very deep set problems. Okay. Um, continue, continue, please. What happened next? Anyway, it was coming around the bend, and huh. I was talking to my friend Tessa, and Roy was on the other side, and I think our time is up. Wait! No! You're no. leaving me with mental blue balls I here. must go because this is how I play the game. But the psychoproblematic moment. This is how I get you to come back to me. You're cruel, but I respect you. Uh, so you need me to go in your, your place tomorrow, Jane? Yeah, I'm getting a dress fitting. Uh-huh. So I was wondering if you could take my place. I could go. No, Mom. <laughs> I can go. No one wants me to drive, but I could drive. Mom, you should not be driving. Uh, I want to drive. I kind of want you to go, but my... My want to see this doctor to see what the competition is because I will do anything to keep this relationship together. I need to see what is up with this guy. Mm-hmm. So And then we'll maybe you'll meet him and then see what a pussy you are and then try to <laughs> man up and become more like this doctor. You know I'm what? looking for pills. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be a pussy when I'm <laughs> licking your pussy later. Did Jane said pills. I heard a P word <laughs> pronounced a lot, and I know all P words are pills. Mom, stop walking pills, into pills, our pills. conversation. Pills, pills, pills. <laughs> Give me some pills. <laughs> Do I get the? I've locked the door now. She's she's gone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Sometimes it seems like she's talking through the walls. It's insane. I am the walls. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. I think we're being haunted by a paranormal figure, not my mom. <laughs> Maybe Goodbye. a combination of both. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you how much of a man I am, and I'm gonna see what's up with this doctor. One time I saw a doctor, <laughs> and when I woke up, I lived in the walls, <laughs> and your aunt's hair was brown. <laughs> She's drinking antifreeze. <laughs> Isn't this yummy? It's a blue color, and it's cheaper than Mom, vodka. go back into the car truck. We don't need this conversation. I'm in the car. Goodbye. <laughs> Nurse, uh, hello. I'm I'm here to see the doctor. Um, the appointment is for Mrs. Jane Ace. Oh yes, I see the name. Wow, Mrs. Ace, you look so beautiful today. I love your makeup. Uh, I already had breakfast this morning. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you had makeup for breakfast? You really need to see the doctor. Okay, don't sit. Don't sit on the couch. Go to the corner. Wear that dunce hat. That I put there for you. This this hat right here? Yeah. D-U-N-C-E. And it says pussy on the back? <laughs> P-U-S-S-E-E. Dunce pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe Why I are you so nervous? Relax. Jeez, relax. I'm not nervous. I'm not. I'm not fucking nervous. Do you need a pancake? <laughs> I told you I already had breakfast this morning. How about a Belgian waffle? Let's talk about nylons or something. How are your horse? They're they're pretty good. Okay, please wait for the doctor. Would you like a magazine? Uh, sure. Okay, I'll pass it to you with my hockey stick. Please catch it. <laughs> oh, Ladies Home Journal. The most sexist magazine of all time. No. <laughs> oh, so- oh, sorry. I was just making pancakes over here. Um, under my desk. Do they teach you that at nurse school? Yes, of course. I need to be a nurse and I need to make pancakes every day. Oh. Okay. Um, the doctor's ready to see you. Please go in. Okay. <clears throat> wait, wait. Don't forget the dance cap. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Put it on. Dance. Mm. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> uh, w- welcome, Mrs. Ace. Hello. Oh my God. Uh-oh. So, who are you? You're the one I'm at competition with. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why are you wearing a hat that says dunce pussy? <laughs> Your nurse told me to wear it. I thought that's what you... I've never been to a psychoanalyst kind of thing before. Well, listen, so you are Jane's husband. Yes, yes. And I love her dearly. I want you to know that. I love her a lot, okay? Understood. And you are one tall, jaw-lined, sexy-ass motherfucker, and I don't like it, okay? (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't help these Gregory Peck looks, but, (laughs) you know, um, I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, I can't find my pen. Um, You know, uh... Can you tell me... Um, You're a doctor and you can't find your pen? I, I've, I've been handsome my whole life. <laughs> I've never had to hold anything, <laughs> keep track of anything. I literally... I'm so, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, can I ask you something? Can you tell me your whole life story? Start when you were three. What happened when you were three? <laughs> when I was three, I was born... You were born! Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I've, uh, my mother was a uh, uh, cowboy... Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, my father was a prostitute. And uh, please interrupt me at any point. I'm sorry. I was just chewing these anison. I, I, uh, can I offer you one? Oh, I, I wouldn't like any, but I think I'll take um, some home for my mother-in-law. Okay. Uh, that yeah. is fucking stealing. Why does everyone keep doing that? You keep offering things. <laughs> it's not true. stealing if you're offering it. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can ask me all the questions that you want, but... Please, for the love of God, do not take my wife. I love her so. Please just tell her that she's fine, and she's beautiful, and she doesn't need to come here anymore, and everything's Gucci, okay? (laughs) Okay. Really? Yeah, okay. That wasn't that hard. <laughs> yeah, no, feel oh free. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell her. I'll tell her again. It's all good. No yes. need. I brought her here with my magic powers. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. I couldn't stop her. She just Ooh. threw all my pancakes in the trash. <laughs> there were no pills in them, <laughs> you piece of shit nurse. Oh, my God. We both materialize out of thin air into this office. <laughs> Would you like me to sit on the couch? I'd like to come over to your couch, oh, doctor. Me too. Feel free. Ooh, I'll scoot over, kids, if it'll make everyone happy. Yeah, Into the couch, I slither over slowly. <laughs> oh, my God, she's sinking right through the she's couch. She's melting into the couch. <laughs> Ooh. Jane, uh, I just had an interesting conversation with this doctor, and I think he has something to tell you. Okay. Okay. You're fine. Oh, thank you. P-H-I-N-E. But we don't... <laughs> Pretty hot and I'm. <laughs> oh, my God. Before you... Oh, I have to take off this hat before you look at me. A dunce pussy. No, mm, there's nothing. There's no hat. I am a man. You know what? You're looking more like a man in my eyes. Yes. And I'm looking more like a pill every day, aren't I? <laughs> Well, wasn't that fun? Cowboys coming, lots of pills. Do you want to feel like that, Mom? Take some lady pain away. It'll make you crazy. Come back tomorrow when we see if Jane is hot or not. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.
Yeah. 